yo, 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 ha, yo, ha, ha, yeah, how we doing today, and you are now listening to Pocket Smack 101, you got your boy Santino Iliano, Sunny Hill, and always with me, my man, he's only been famous for one day, the Nameless Wonder, aka Shooter, yeah, that's how we do it. I'm feeling good. You feeling good? No, I'm feeling lovely, man. Another lovely. great day that we get to live. This one's coming out a little bit later to you. This could be our first time midnight showing, but we're here to discuss the sweet science. Let's get it started. Yes, the champ is here. That just fades out. I'm telling you, man, I don't know. One day, I might just start spitting. And we might be like 30 minutes in you before we about, actually start talk talking about, about boxing. Day. I'm surprised you've done it, all, I'm done it already, man. This is what you do. I, I expect it. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly expect the first five minutes to not actually really get a word out. And I just let you do your thing, man. I'm not a hater, man. I, I want you to flourish, man. Flourish. Yeah, do what you got to do. First couple takes of the intro that we tried were like seven minutes long. We had to cut it down to one minute on the intro, the instrumental there. Don't say we. Don't say we. That was all your freestyle, man. Yeah. I don't rap, man. Had That's you. That's, that, At least that's once you. once a year he does for Christmas, and that's about it. But even then, you're getting a gift bag. All right, uh, man. This is a uh, the schedule's throwing off a little bit, man. You know, I just uh, for y'all don't know, I just got back from vacation, man. Spent the uh, spent a few days in Mexico, or whatever. So that's why we coming to you a little bit late. But you know, it's not being able to do this like a day earlier kind of threw my schedule off, man. You know, the I, I the best thing like about it. you going to Mexico is the fact that. You, what you had to tell me was you had the best cheeseburger you ever had in Mexico. Which is honestly weird, man. I ate a lot of tacos, but th- th- that cheeseburger I had beat many a cheeseburger sandwich joints out here in the States, man. But, you know, that, that was it was weird for me. I was hungry. I was, I was full for like 10 hours, man. I was full for like 10 hours. But also, being out there, man, the only thing I can think of is I had to get back here so I could record, man. I truly love this, man. I truly oh, love. I tru- yeah. No, not that, not that. I truly love this, man. And I was, I was excited to come back, man. I, matter of fact, I was looking. At, I was trying to think of what we'd be able to talk about because, like, there wasn't that much. There wasn't that much boxing that came on this week, though. But you know, of course, man, it's it's an infinite sport, man. So whether it's something current or whether it's something that's in the past, man, there's always material to work on. So. We got we got a good show for you still as always, always though. That's always, why always, we appreciate always. you guys for listening. That's right. And you can always reach out to us at talkingsmack101 at twitter.com or talking squared circle at gmail. And we got a new one too. It's gonna be at talkingsmack101 Facebook. That is the user. You can look us up on Messenger. We're there if you want to just hit us up on chat or anything at all. Comment section. Anything you want to add, advice, you suck, great tips. Stay in school, whatever, whatever's on your mind at the time. And that's how we're going to do it. Always with us here, my man Shooter, my partner in grind. That's how we do it. Now, the recap, we had a, 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 not a big packed weekend. Um, I tell you what, though, every Tuesday, I'm feeling it when there's no toe-to-toe Tuesdays. I'm, yeah. The yeah, PBC it, got me like a little brainwashed because like on, on a, this week that passed, you were in Mexico. And it was Tuesday. I had to work. And I got home, and I'm like, man, I feel like I should be... I should be watching something. It should be something I'm doing. It should be something I'm, something I'm doing something. right now. I'm missing something. And them Toe to Toe Tuesday cards have been nice. Um, we had Return of the Ghost. It's like an oxymoron in yeah. its own. <laughs> um, he returned back. Robert Guerrero. I like him. Uh, good, good, great, no, great backstory. We're, not, we're, gonna, we're not gonna say he returned because return meaning he came back in the same form as he was when he mm-hmm. left. A little bit, a little bit different this time. I, I'm gonna say he was there. Yeah, he definitely showed up. <laughs> he, he was there. The nope. first fight was the Hitman uh, Martinez versus Gache. Is, is that how it's pronounced? Name? Gusha. Gache. Gache. He's Gisha. Like Gisha. You know, like when I initially saw that, though, that's exactly first what I thought. Right? Yeah, first thought. Yeah, me too. It means you're a real man. It that's right. Means that's you're right. a pervert. That's We're right. perverts, though. Gusha. Gisha. Gisha. Whatever it is. Gisha is the proper term of the Gisha that we saw. Gache, I think, is his name. Well, I don't want to disrespect a former Olympian, man. So, wait, so, so, uh, so who's on first? <laughs> now, now, anyways, he was an Olympian, and this was—it was a fight. It was a decent fight, even even for the boxing enthusiast to watch. But nothing really popped out on it. Like the first round to me was the same as the last round. Very forgettable fight. Um, first televised fight for Gachet, I believe, but 
um, the hype was around his record in being an Olympian, and the Hitman, I think he only had two or three losses. Two losses. Two losses. 16, but thir- 16 wins, th- 13 knockouts, though. So you Good know, opportunity this... for him. His power didn't look to bother him too much, but... Well, uh, before... I, you know, I got to a late I touched down, so I tried to catch up as much as I could right before, um, you know, we uh, sat down to do this uh, do this show. And I always uh, take a look. You know, I get I get the alerts on my phone or whatever, who won, who wins what fight, you know. So, like, I, I'm always around. I'm always in the know of stuff like that. But when I think of, when I see something like that, I, I look at somebody who's 18 and 0, and I look at nine knockouts, and I'm like, this guy is going to sit there and turn this and try to turn this into a boxing match. Like mm-hmm. he seems like just from a record, like you, you watch a lot of yeah. boxing, you can kind of tell. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't expect nothing. I was, you know, I'd hope uh, Steve Martinez would knock him out so I could see something yeah. exciting. But of uh, course not. For Tuesdays apparently. Yeah, I, I guess, man. Yeah, it was. You always want to see a guy, especially when they talk about your your first few opportunities on TV to try to go out there and put on a good performance. Yeah. There's a performance for the fans, there's a performance for the boxing enthusiasts, there's the performance for you the diehards. Another, and you get another televised fight, man. You you, you, you always them. you always gotta perform. So you have to more. look good. Like it doesn't matter how many it doesn't how many wins you have if you're not uh viewable to the eye. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's just like a, it's just it's yeah. just like a girl. I don't care how nice you are. If, right. you don't, if you're not good to look at, nobody wants to be there. That's right. Like, nobody you know wants to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's another great analogy. I love it. Thank you, But, man. like, the second awesome fight time. on that lineup is a perfect example of why doing what you do when you get those shots gets you these fights. Because Alfred Angulo, Freddie Hernandez, two veteran fighters, t- tough resumes, both have some great, exciting fights in their belts. Uh, Freddie Hernandez, his losses, notable ones, Erislandy uh, Lara. Erislandy um, <clears throat> Lara was one. Andre Berto was another one. Uh, Demetrius Andrade. And these are all top names. And Gulo also lost uh, to Larry Londa in one of the most exciting fights I've ever seen. So, But that's the example. These are fights that I remember from just the great excitement it brought. And that's why these two guys are the second coming up for the headliner the co-headliner basically yeah and then it was uh you you can tell depending on you know you can tell it's going to be a decent fight i mean you you already know about alfredo and gulo but uh hernandez had eight losses i think i think i think in gulo the dog had five losses or something like that so resume resumes i mean are good a lot of big names though it's uh you know the records weren't pretty but hey they do what they they did they came in the ring and got done what they needed to get done. Good entertaining good, fight. Good, good entertaining People fight. love blood. People love to see blood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always good. This is this reminds me of like a Mexican bar fight. This is the kind of fight that you would see. It, it, me and you went to Mexico seven to ten years from now. I would not be shocked if we were in a bar and those same two were fighting in a ring in that bar. Would not surprise me one bit at all. As long as they're not, and what's going to make it worse is they're going to probably be even slower than they were last night. Like you, we were talking about it earlier. You said... Uh, yeah. If these guys would fight, it would be just a landslide victory oh, yeah. for anybody who, if they fought it, they were younger. And Gula looks so slow on he the did. release. But and he was only a few, he's only a few years younger than Hernandez. But he ended up getting yeah. out getting outworked by Hernandez. Yeah, so, and, and these two guys 30. had been in some more battles. They're shot mm-hmm. worn for sure. You can tell um, by uh, uh, Angulo's face he's been in some wars, man. He no, that's just every that, he's been looking like that since <laughs> high school, bro. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's just his it, face, man. And we also discussed it too. He reminds me of like his face always looks like Provotnikov's face <laughs> after Ruslan Provotnikov after a fight. It's just like, man, is he all right? Does he need to get yeah. to the hospital? Nah, yeah, man, no, he's, no. He's, he's, he's good. Smiling. Man. He's smiling. <laughs> he's smiling. That, that's actually. just exactly yeah. what he looks like. Freddie though, Hernandez man. had a bad cut in that fight, and that's one of those ones for him. He had even his uh his right right under his right eye. He had a nice little big red mouse that's getting swelling up, and. Uh, and Gulu didn't look as bad, but it's going to be tough for Freddie to tell everybody else he won the fight, that's for sure. Because they're just going to do the eye test off of that one. But it was a good little brawl. Entertainment, probably the most entertaining fight. Well, nah. I'd say Guerrero and Peralta was probably the more entertaining fight, just watching Peralta come back um, from losing probably the first three, maybe four rounds. It was, you know, you can tell who was... Um who was a former champion and who uh, who had a more impressive resume just from that fight, just because of a. He, you know, just as we always say, you know, you look for that ring generalship, mm-hmm. and then that's what Robert Guerrero have when he had when he walked in. When Robert Guerrero walked in, 
the first three rounds, you can tell he was comfortable. Yep. He's pop shot him. He would, you know, counter perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't move. Peralta sat there, and he did a lot of moving mm-hmm. in and out, a lot of feints or whatever, yeah, just trying work. to get comfortable. Very good for Good footwork, for, for but you can tell that, you know, he knew. You can tell that Peralta knew that he was in a fight with uh, somebody who's a champion. So, it's, but... Like the ending of it, though, you said mm-hmm. it right. You know, he did come back. He did come back. Um, he did a lot of counter. He used his mm-hmm. height and he used his uh, Peralta used his height and he used his uh, reach, and that's what you got to do. Nailed him with the straight right, and this is one of the things. One of the first things that I ever got taught to me by in boxing by my dad was that with any southpaw, you can always catch him with the straight right hand every single time. It slept Pacquiao, the most meme, meme, whatever you want to call pitchers ever. In probably my lifetime so far, for something that's still relatively new, um, I've seen him sleep in uh, the ring, a car bed, floating on water, multiple things for that knockout, but it was from a straight right hand. And that's what Peralta used. He's used that counter. He would just bait him back in, straight right hand, pop him right off the bat. And you hear the crowd. (sighs) That's what it was right now. Background for the live studio audience that we have today. (laughs) Because we're talking smack101 at twitter.com. Talking Squared Circle at Gmail. Make sure you go to the App Store or Android Play Store and download the app. I know you have a smartphone. If not, you probably have one on the way because you know it's time. You know who I'm talking to. And this is where you get the best information out there. You can also find us on SoundCloud as well. Just Squared Circle. We're our own genre. That's how it's uploaded. So you can find us easily on there. And And at the Facebook page, we have the links. It'll go straight to your phone for the app and everything else. All right. Now, last week when we ended the episode, we were talking. Uh, you, you dropped a bomb question on me. Mm-hmm. Great one. Uh, what if Brooke beats Canelo? You said, beats, we, uh, we said, we, at first we said if the impossible happens. So this is the impossible what if scenario. If Kel Brook shocked the world, and especially the other man in the ring, yeah. Triple G, and gets the win. Now, in this wild scenario, I know what formula, I well, I believe I know the formula that he would need to do this. And that'd be similar to what he did to Sean Porter. He had to be able to out-muscle him, tie him up, make it ugly, don't give him that distance. Yeah. And he could, and he could pull that off, especially if he has the size and strength. Have you, have you seen him lately? He's Yo, he looks good. Kel Brook looks big, Yo, man. He's bro. like, he's wide. Like, it was he, like when... when when Timbaland disappeared and came back, you were like, what? No, it was like the first Captain America when he entered the machine and he was, he come out some scrawny dude out of welterweight. And all of a sudden taller. I was like, who's this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's this dude, man? Mm-hmm. So Kel Brook, he looks good. And it is just like, now I don't know if it's cause I get excited about boxing week to week day after day, especially when it's a big fight, especially mm-hmm. pay-per-view when it comes on. But whenever I see like that, I always personally get caught in the hype. I still keep a level yeah. head, but I get caught into the hype. I'm like, man, oh. maybe. What if I've gotten it now? My head is going to come through once it get there. But what if? Kel Brook, he look, he's huge. He looks big. He looks great. Beast. He looks in shape. He's a beast, bro. It, it's just can his it's just can his power mm-hmm. do anything to slow Triple D G down, and that's going to be the that's, biggest. I, I, his power, he has to he has to rough him up. He has to make it ugly, and he has to make sure he respects his size. Like he has to put his will and his size yeah. on him to make to where Triple G just can't step back and throw shots with confidence because he's not worried about yeah. if he, if he's not going to worry about your power, he needs yeah. to worry about. How you're gonna disrupt him, mm-hmm. and how you're gonna tie him up, how you're gonna make it ugly, how you're not gonna give him the distance. Yeah. If he worries about that, the power will take to do its job. Yeah, you know. So I was um I was on a flight back, and then there was a couple of uh, uh twenty minute interviews that I watched on a few on a couple people. Uh, one of them was Mike Tyson, another one was uh, Manny Pacquiao, and then what uh Pacquiao would say uh Pacquiao. the huh, Manny, Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. So one of what Pacquiao would say the guy who interviewed him some dude i never heard of but interviewed him he was just like you know you let me hit you said you let your opponent hit you a lot you know and he was like why is that and just like what triple g does he says because it demoralizes him you know if i let him show that his power does not affect me then you know they're a little bit more reluctant to throw and they know that they're in for a long night they know they're in for trouble 
Now, triple G. Pa- now that's what Pacquiao sleep. said. Now you can't sleep. <laughs> now you can't sleep. And so Triple G uh, is one of those. Uh, Gennady Golovkin is one of those guys who does that, and he does it early too. When the other person is fresh, he does it within the first couple of rounds, to let you know, hey man, you're in a, you're gonna be in a you know, world of hurt. You signed on for twelve. Yeah, you signed on for twelve. It ain't gonna go there, and yeah. especially it's really demoralizing. So. What Kel Brook is going to have to do is he's really going to have to make those punches count or his mm-hmm. footwork better be impeccable where he can dance around that. Kel Brook's footwork is going to have to be impeccable yeah, he where he can dance around like that work. He needs to make like a four-square dance, man, where yeah. he's tying them up, mm-hmm. locking up them arms, yep. dosey doing with them throughout the mm-hmm. ring. You have to control You have to control the fight. He That's has to control the fight. the only possible fight. scenario. Now, if that what-if does come true, and then Canelo pursues a fight immediately with Kel Brook... Now, I'm a Canelo fan. I'm a huge Canelo fan. I like this I am a huge Canelo fan. As of today, he, I still believe he is probably the only one who can beat Triple G. There, there's, two, there's two people that can beat Triple G. It's Andre Ward and it's Canelo Alvarez, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. I think he can. I think Canelo has the youth. I think he has the experience that Mayweather lost, helps him out, it became a better, smarter fighter after smarter that. Fighter the uh, the uh, Eris Randy Laura fight made him a smarter mm-hmm. fighter, so he knows how to handle speed and quickness and some power. If Canelo pursues this Kel, Kel Brook fight, right, if he beats Triple G, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do what. Uh, I'm gonna have to do it. Uh, pull a Kevin Durant. And I'm just gonna have to abandon ship off the uh, bandwagon of just being a fan. Out. I'm just gonna have to bounce, bounce out because, out. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't. Res- I cannot respect that. That's yeah. that's legit telling me you're scared. Yeah. Legit telling then me you were scared though. So bigger, it's just like there's no bigger admission, omission, however you want to call it. You you can't blame it. Yeah. On De La Hoya and Golden yeah. Boy at all because if you're vocal about it, yeah. if a fighter wants a fight. They can make the fight happen. Now, they're prize fighters, so they want the money. And they understand that certain things you can't call out because of the powers that be that control these fights. And, and that is what it is. Yeah, that is but what it is. This is a moment where I feel like Canelo, why don't you act like a 23-year-old for once, 24-year-old? Talk a little shit. Call him out. Um, excuse my French. Yeah. But call this man out, and the fight will happen. Because you can let it build up. But when you build the hype... Right away, even from some outlandish stuff you say, that will be more hyped and let it build up because of yeah. the risk involved in between. Like something like this scenario. Now, yeah, and something like this. Yeah, and if Kelbrook, now check this out. <clears throat> say Kelbrook does win. Regards, be, 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 regards into Canelo calling Kelbrook out right away if he did do something like that. You lost a whole lot of money. You lost a whole lot of money not taking the Triple G fight mm-hmm. right away and right then going away. for Kell Brook right away. Because, like, <coughs> after after Kell Brook, I mean, it would still have some hype around it because, mm-hmm. like, hey, well, what's going to happen if Kell Brook beats Triple G, you know, Canelo fights him right after that? Then, you know, there's still going to be some hype around that, well, because you, you don't know what's going to happen. You I wonder don't if know Triple G happen. did a rematch clause with Kell Brook. I would assume he did. He I, would, I would I, assume he didn't. I, don't, I, I would I, assume he did out of respect, maybe, or... Just because he's a well, no, I'm, no, no, probably not. I, I because uh, all, all they did was, uh, oh, Eubank, you don't want this fight, yo, Kel, you still want to fight Triple G? He's probably drinking. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Just, find, just finding him. I mean, this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, Triple G, yeah, Canelo would lose out on a lot of money if if Triple G does go down. So he's better. I don't know if it's just a, it's a gift and a curse. Do you hope he wins or do you hope he loses? Uh, you hope, uh, you would hope that it's a brutal fight and he wins. He <laughs> and uh, not, not Kel Brook, but Triple, you, and that Triple G wins. Yeah, you would hope You would Triple hope G that wins. it's a brutal fight and that Triple G wins. So when you get to him, He's a little bit worn down. Well, even when you even when he worn that, down between that was Canelo, with Floyd. Yeah, uh, you saw that worked out. Even if it's even if it worked out to where he did hurt him a little bit, they they didn't have a set rematch until this time next year. Yep. So you're telling me he's going to take another fight in between then? So and it's not going to be it's going to be another tune up fight, which which anybody who wants to get a payday, Golovkin will take a, another fight in between then to get a payday. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody would Definitely. get a payday, but then Canelo, so he's still going to well, have a full year to hell. he tried to fight three so. times a year. His last fight was, wasn't even that long ago. And he just doesn't seem to absorb any damage, man. That guy's a beast. He's not human. Now, who would you pick to win if Kelbrook won? Canelo or Kelbrook? 
I'm still going Canelo. If if I feel if I feel that Canelo could beat Triple G, the only way the only way that Kell Brook can beat Canelo would be the same formula it would take to beat Triple, Triple G. G yeah. That's the that. that's the state that's the move around that's to tie him up mm-hmm. and hopefully he's power. Canelo has the power to match with him. Canelo's Both young. Hands. Both hands. And Canelo would fought, have fought somebody who fought just like that. Ares Randy Laura. Yeah. He fought somebody like that, and he fought Floyd. Mm-hmm. So if there is anybody that you can fight, those are probably some of the best feet work that you're going to get in the game. Uh, you know, Floyd and uh, Laura, and then you know, besides uh, Guillermo Rigondeau, those are some of the best people who have the best footwork in the game, which Canelo's already shown that he can do. So like, I, I'm still taking, I'm still taking Canelo. He's one of the pound for pound best out right now he's young and he's hungry too you know regardless if Oscar De La Hoya has him on that leash and he's making him stay out of the stay out of the rankings you know for that fight right now he's trying to milk him for as much money as he can uh, which is really crazy and kind of like an oxymoron we talked about this before about you know Oscar De La Hoya like mm-hmm. he's a your favorite fighter definitely your favorite fighter he's probably he's, he's in my uh, number two he's number like, two. In my, I'll give you my top three right now in, in order it would go De La Hoya I'm sorry, it goes Corrales, De, De La Hoya, then Timothy Bradley, probably top three right there. Yeah, so he never ducked anybody. That's one of because we, you know, we discussed that a lot. All three like, of those, you, that's probably the thing they have in common right they, there. They never ducked anybody. That's why I'm a Zab Judah that, fan, too. Yeah, man, Zab Judah. As, as much as, as, as many douche moments he's had, just, just publicly, like, he's, his, he's probably blessed that the internet kind of blew up near yeah. the end you know as the as the second half of his career because he had a lot of douchey moments on, on man, you know I, on, met, I met him when i was in vegas man he's a cool dude man i liked hey, him man he never ducked nobody one of my favorite wins from him was when he went to yeah. st louis and beat Corey spinks that was a great one that's when he, he beat Corey spinks for the title uh Corey spinks came out uh he came out with nelly that day came out with nelly and uh then uh had a lot of people there behind him you, you know how deep st lunatics were at the time um you know, and, and I, I got knocked out in the sixth round, I believe. Sixth round. It was a good, exciting fight, but it, it, was, it was another moment where it just showed Zab Judah taking on anybody. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, with De La Hoya being one of your favorite fighters, though, and especially him managing uh, Canelo, he's really sheltering this kid, you know, to stay away from this yeah. fight. I understand the reason. I understand the politics in it. Mm-hmm. Definitely it's money. Just, it's definitely money, and of course, you know this is a crew. This is a crew and interest. Yep. It's a crew and interest. So the longer it waits, you, the it's that, hopefully, if that nothing possibly gets in the way. as a stable is smaller than before. You only have so many big cash cows, and with MMA being approved to fight now in New York, insurance costs to promote fights can go up. If it starts there, less it'll be less boxing everywhere. Because uh, it's all, it's all, it's gonna be about those deep pockets on where they can promote fights. You might only see them like boxing. You might only see in Las Vegas, in California anymore. Yeah. It's possible, but Madison Square Garden has always been the place. Yeah. So um, now, would it be in a light? Would it be in a light week? And trying to find things to talk about. I um, dug in the crates a little bit too while I was packing my bags. So I still had the Muhammad Ali tribute. Mm-hmm. I said I had the Muhammad Ali tribute. Man, that that guy's a goat, man. Just listen to the stories and listen to everybody who loved him and all that. Um, when they also brought up, you know, when he fought Foreman and all that kind of stuff, and how everybody thought he was going to kill him, it kind of reminded me of this Kell Brook thing. Mm-hmm. What is what is what similar would be situation? The, similar similar situation. Very similar situation. Yeah. What is the mindset of a fighter? A, a fighter when everybody's telling you you're going to lose, you're going to get knocked out. Because everybody, because Amir Khan heard that. Mm-hmm. And that, that was right. Amir Khan heard that when he first fought Marcos Medina. That's what everybody told him. They called him, uh, the Brits called him Chinny. And everybody said he was going to get knocked out. Delicate I remember around watching, the whiskers. Yeah. Delicate around the whiskers. He unanimously won the fight, got rocked, I think, in the later rounds, 11th or 10th round. 11th round is what it was. Still pulled away with the W. A little bit controversial. With the ref on that one, but W nonetheless, and that's got to be that kind of mindset. Like you got to go in there with your game plan. I assume you can't show no fear, but you got to have some, right? You you, you know what this, this man's is, capable this of. Is, you know what this man's capable of. Yeah, no, you've seen the destruction. You've uh, seen the path of destruction. You've seen the bodies. You've seen them laid out. This man, I've, you've seen cats hit him with everything they got, 
And he looks and at him like smiling. Hmm? The little little twelve year old boy smile. Triple G's a monster like, oh, for that, that man. Is that you? Just brush you right off his shoulders like it's nothing. Walking through it, and he's a twenty three streak knockouts. 23, 24. 24? It's it's crazy. This guy iron iron chin, iron fist, great technique, smart in the ring, did everything right against Lemieux. You know. Um, a little bit Mayweather-esque. Everybody kind of expected the kind of fight of the year brawl. You mm. know, we want to see blood. We want to see. We want to see the gladiators kill themselves. Um, but instead, he brought good entertainment. I thought, picked them apart, landed some good clean shots, got hit with some power, but still pulled off the win. You know, and looked at Lemieux at times like, uh, "That's it, bro. That's it." Mm-hmm. And it showed how one-dimensional he was, just because how his whole. Everything about him, man. The way he cuts off the ring, he's a monster. Yeah, he's, he's getting better he's boxing. He's a specimen. Every, Triple G is getting he's, better at boxing every fight that yeah, he has. 20, he, 22 uh, knockout streak. He's is not he's human. He was bred. They made him in a lab. Yeah. I mean, you how, do how many other fighters have custom Jordans? I wonder how many that is. Andre it, Ward. He's got to be the only one, right? Only, only Roy Jones. Two. Roy Jones still? I don't know about still, but he, he, probably, was, team, he was team Jordan, though. Out of respect, do you still send him to him if he's still fighting now? You got to, man. You got we to. We about this man. earlier with Roy, yeah. man. Like, well, there's something I wanted to bring up about uh, Roy Jones later on. We can talk. We can we'll talk get, about we'll that. We'll get to that. But um, but you got Buster Douglas. You got you got Buster Douglas versus Tyson. You got Ali versus Foreman. So it's happened before. Let's 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 think about this real quick. It's, it's happened let, before. Buster Douglas Tyson one. Let's talk about this one real quick. All right, just because this is before the internet, or else it probably wouldn't have went down the way it was. Now, just now, I want you to put yourself in Buster Douglas shoes. Um, what for a week before the fight, your mother dies. Mom dies. Think about that right now. Yeah, you're training. You you deep deep down, you got the passion, and then all of a sudden, you're getting up closer. Hey. Tyson's already in Japan. He's he's training? Nah. Nah, man. He's over there with a whole bunch of... He's uh, in there plowing through just, the ages yeah. and generations of Japan <laughs> from survivors from uh, Hiroshima to the <laughs> current ones now. Possible total recall boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Possibility because of the end of the war. And that's what he was doing, you know... We're talking hentai, schoolgirl, anime, bubble eyes. Hey, man. Nobody cares about your personal business. We, wait, wait, what are we talking about? Yeah, no. yeah. Anyways, but yeah, and you hear that from Buster Douglas. That's got to be some motivating stuff because you got to feel a little disrespected. Well, he says he says that he told us, he, the rumor is he told his mom that he's going to beat him right before she passes. Mm-hmm. So, and he outboxed him. Mm-hmm. He did exactly Ooh. what he had to do. He outboxed him. You know, if we take all the, you know, people say, well, well, Tyson, he he knocked him down. There was a thirteen count by you know Richard Rich Steele, Steele, who we who we you know we'll we'll yeah, talk about him. Talk we'll talk about him, him later. Though Richard Steele, who had a thirteen count, you know, Tyson and Buster Douglas they ain't got nothing to do with the they ain't got nothing to do with the call. But he did what Kell Brooks is gonna have to do is outbox him. But like kind of like I was saying, I don't know if you glossed over it. It's your mindset, man. It's just like to think that you're gonna change it. You have to want that. You got to. You want gotta it. want it, man. Right. So it's you know is he tougher than we think? Mm-hmm. Is, is, is he? And you gotta want it. Just like we want to talk to you about the sweet science. Hit us up at talkingsmack101 at twitter.com or talkingsquaredcircle at gmail. Tell your friends about that Squared Circle app and, and just check it out. It's, it's a good one stop shop for boxing entertainment. Of all entertainment, not just your news. I've, I've seen some of the other apps, I've seen, I've listened to some of the other shows, and I like what they're doing. But we still got it just a little bit different. You know, this is your power hour. This is where you want to come to. Talking Smack 101 at Twitter.com. Talking Squared Circle at Gmail. We're hitting us up on Facebook at Talking Smack 101 as well. That's the hashtag and hashtag Square Circle. Give us your feedback. Give us your comments, suggestions. You suck anything. You can tell me to quit. Get out the fight game, son. You ain't worth it. It ain't done like that. I don't care. Freedom of speech. So tell me what you feel, and I'll tell you how I feel back. And that's what we're here for, to discuss the sweet science. Yeah. And one of the favorite things that I love now in this Squared Circle app uh, that we're going to get into here, because you talk about you watching it on uh, during your nice little getaway in um, Cancun, hanging out with the cartel or whatever you do when you're down there, 
is the F-O-T-Y put, section. Don't put my business out in the street. That's man. hashtag F-O-T-Y. Don't answer the door if there's a paper bag on their head. But hashtag F-O-T-Y. That's fight of the year section. That's TM. You know what it is. And so, this is my favorite thing because we got the years in here broken hey, down. Man, hey. Go ahead and tell so me how you I, got this. This I, is your baby. This hey, is all yeah, you right thank here. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yo, I appreciate you know what? It, 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 it took me a solid four hours at least to input all this information especially when you're sitting here looking up link by link trying to find out i had to look up but i got all the fight of the years from 1960 all the way up until last year barring i missed like three of them because there wasn't no videos out they had rounds and i tried to get as much as i could though but like literally man you got chavez you got mike tyson you got holyfield you got sugar Ray leonard you got Good. duran you yes, got you know, you got Arturo Gotti, man. You got giants. And then, just like in school, it was required for you to take history class. Yes. You had to learn about your past. So if you go into this, one of the most articulate people around or in the sport of boxing is Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I think I've probably seen every Mike Tyson documentary that's been out just because he's my favorite boxer of all time. On the path and then he was of destruction. On the path of destruction. He... But if you listen to him talk about the Jack Dempsey's and the old school fighters, the uh, Jack Johnson's, the all the those the Sugar Ray Robinsons, all the the pillars of the fight game, he is so well spoken about what it is. It's like you you don't even hear the lisp when he's t- you don't even hear the lisp when he's talking about it. So that's another reason why I wanted to add this portion of it, man, because it allows you to go back and look at who and what was and in the and out of how many ever fights there are a year, man, like you're, we're literally watching 200 fights a year, easy right now with PBC and all this kind of stuff going on. You're, and they so say you're watching. That he can shut his mouth, yeah. man. You know what? I'm not even gonna mention his no. name, but like, you got. So if you're watching 200 fights a year plus, you know, take her, take her, give or take a few. And this is the best of the cream of the crop of all of those, man. You, you're in for something special. So, like, every single fight, no matter how it goes, you know it's going to be surprising to man. So, one of the ones that I actually... Uh, Another thing to argue why I always say boxing is better than MMA is that until it's, one, until it's just MMA, no Bellator, no UFC, just MMA, there can only, that's, the only, that's the only way there could be Neo... When there's one. Yeah. Because if there's a champ here and a champ here, who's the champ if they never yeah. can fight? Yeah. And that's always why I love the sweet science. And this fight of the year section is hot. It's hot fire, son. Check it out for that pure entertainment. This is what I'm talking about when we see all-around entertainment, one-stop shop. You can go on here. You can see one of my favorite fights of all time, Jose Corrales versus uh, Chico Corrales versus Jose Castillo. Yeah. Um, Timothy Bradley, Ruslan from Fadikov. I, those are the two I watched on it. Which ones did you watch? Man, so I watched the uh, Meldrick Taylor versus Chavez Jr. Now, Chavez was... I remember I, this fight as a kid. Now, Chavez at this point was 60... What was he? 68 years old? I'm talking about his record, though. Ah. Uh, he was somewhere around like 67-0 or something. 47-0. I should, I should look it up. I was just watching it, though. Um, it was something astronomical. It was something crazy. astronomical, and, which and was coming already that he's from by. Mexico, his actual record is probably at that time. He's probably, probably had a hundred more something. fights yeah. than on top of that. But just like we talk about the uh, the Corrales Mayweather, I mean not the Corrales, but the Castillo Mayweather fight, where we think that Mayweather lost, Mayweather did lose. Mm-hmm. This was possibly. This should have been. This is Chavez's now, first loss. I was young when this fight happened. I remember watching this fight with my dad. I remember discussing it. Now, I couldn't tell you anything before this fight how my father stood on Julio Cesar Chavez. Yeah. But I knew after that fight, he was never, ever going to be a fan if he didn't like him before. Yeah. And that, that was pretty much set because the way that Richard Steele, yeah. who we talked about earlier, the, fight, the ref for that Tyson fight. Yeah. Was the ref in this one with how many seconds left in this fight? Two seconds left in the fight. Now, I want to say it was the California rules that they were going by. I, I you know, I don't judge the rules. I just judge the fight. Ticket sale but rule, maybe. You could, you can be saved by the bell, but only in the last round. 
Meldrick Taylor was on his feet mm-hmm. looking at his corner yeah. before Richard Stig- A little now, bit in shock, now, but now, still. Now, didn't know what to do. Now, still, he's if on we're going hand by hand by the rules, Richard Steele did the right thing. It pains me to. It pains me. Possibly, yeah. But because he didn't, I get it. Because he it. didn't respond. But he was this is up a on his feet. Fight. This is a championship fight, and you're talking about Meldrick Taylor was up. I had it like at least nine to three. I had a. I got a, had him nine rounds to three against Chavez. There was nothing Chavez can do. He was Meldrick Taylor was faster than Chavez. Meldrick Taylor was more accurate than Chavez. He outworked he Chavez. He picked he him apart. Shut out. Shut out. And and you know what you know what another thing it reminded me of? Chavez Jr. versus Sergio Martinez. That's what everybody compared it to. That's exactly yep. what everybody happened. compared That's it to. That's exactly when what I happened. saw that, I jumped up and I was like, no, this isn't happening again. This is it, yeah. That was my first now, thought. That, now that that, that Sergio, Sergio now that was a great fight too. Sergio I loved Martinez, it. He, he was picking him apart. Yeah, Sergio Martinez ended up getting up and then winning by the yeah, winning winning by you, you don't like him because just the way I don't like him because yeah. he's a underachiever. Oh no, it's because just, of the show streak thing. I I, I, I should have autographs signed gloves <laughs> from show streak, but he got knocked out by Fonfara when all he had to do was go to distance, probably get the gift decision. That's why. Self, well, yeah, that's selfish bastard. That's one of the main reasons why I can't stand him. And then also whatever you was gonna say to him. Yeah, and so <laughs> I'm here all week, people. I'm here all week. You can check me out at oh. Talk to Smack One One at Twitter.com. Check it, check out the Facebook page. Um, the usernames at Talk and Smack One One. Because that's what we're here to do, give you lessons on sweet science here. And the fight of the year section, another one you, what was the other one you was telling me about besides that one? You said uh, uh, Gotti the, Ward. It's a great one. The, uh, yeah, the um, Mickey Ward or uh, Toro Gotti fight. That's the first fight. That's the one I watched. It, um, if you guys, if anybody, you guys seen the fighter with uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Batman, what is his name? Christian Bale. Christian you Bale. said Christian Bale. It's a great, 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 great. <laughs> Great, great movie, of course, of uh, based off the life of uh, Mickey Ward and his brother, though. But um, that was the last fight that they took in uh, in there. But the Arturo Gotti uh, Mickey Ward fight, um, Arturo Gotti was just was way yeah. better of a class fighter than that. You saw you saw the class difference in it. You, you saw the brutal class war, in it, but I, I, he turned it into he turned it into a war. I and love then, those uh, kind of fights just yeah. because you know it's a gladiator sport. We want to see the damage, and every now and then you need that with boxing. You need guys like. Yeah, I know there's skill and technique, but f f it, not tonight, not it's, tonight. It's all, it. it was all brawl. heart. It was all heart and iron chins that night. Um, this is like some classic New York, Chicago, some type scenario you would hear with with Italians and Irish kind of going at it. I've heard urban legends from my father saying that they'd have like boxing tournaments with Italian and Irish, and there'd be more fights in the stands than in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, these Irish dudes are kind of like. Uh, Kind of like the Mexicans, even the best boxers, you could you could bake them into a brawl real fast. Yeah. Same with some of these Italian guys too. Uh, coming up, we might see a brawl with Goodfella Perella fighting later on in this month. Hopefully, with another brawler, that might be an exciting fight. And with these two, that's they just brought it. It was good. It was it was your classic Rocky. That's what you want to see. You want to see a brawl like that sometimes. It was. Um... Mickey Ward was one of those guys, kind of like uh, just like we discussed with the Pacquiao and the uh, Triple G. He doesn't really get hurt. Like you can punch him all you want, and he's gonna keep coming. Like the, like like a Provotnikov, more like a Provotnikov because he was ugly after fights too. So Provotnikov. I've heard of the technique. His goal is to break your hands with his face. And you know what? And in some cases, it's just crazy enough to work, as they would That's as right. they would say though. But no, the Arturo Gotti Mickey Ward fight was good. Then I watched also a, a, a hometown favorite Rocky Lockridge, though he actually lost his title. Oh, I watched uh, I watched Out that too. So yeah, it, it's it's great if you're a historian or even if you're not a historian, you get to see some of the best fights that's ever been talked about on this earth you're talking about some of the greatest fights of all time period so you might you check out that section it's uh the fight of the year is something i'm i'm personally really really proud of and i put a lot of uh, i love work it onto that i love it so, i love it i love it sir hashtag f-o-t-y um 
all every hashtag you hear me drop is going to be our hashtag. No one else is doing it. So if you want to find anything else, you hashtag it. Just remember who did it first. Um, anybody else? If it's a day before us, it's fake. It's got to be. It's the only way. It's the only way it can. And you know, and the fight of the year section is one of my favorite things about it because I've looked at all the other apps out there. They got good offerings for what they're trying to do, but they're not trying to give you the we ain't best done entertainment. Yet. We ain't done yet. We're I not done yet. Started from the bottom. We're not done yet. Still there. But yeah. that's where we're headed. <laughs> not going nothing but up, man. That's why we got to stay positive and look at also, it. Also, another thing that uh, we added on there, too, was all the pound-for-pound pound rankings of all the uh, other weight classes, too. So those of you guys uh, sitting there arguing who's the best, who's this, and who's that, why isn't he fighting this, man, you go in there, you'll be able to check and see who's out there, man. It's uh, a lot of names that I even hear and even heard of, um, but also then it's uh, – one that you remind me that's still in that weight class. You're just like, man, I ain't heard from this guy in a while. So, uh, a couple of new things, and we got to... There's, there's some names in there, too, I noticed, uh, that I only recognize from spelling. Because when they say them, and what they spell is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them are the Eastern European fighters that PBC has. It's real yeah. solid. Um, I know Radcatch is the only one that I'm really familiar with. And there's the other ones, uh, Kibitrov. I see, I'm just burning their names. I'm not even going to try it again. That's another good section. A lot more to come in there. If you like what we're doing, let us know at TalkingSmack101 at Twitter.com and hit us up on Facebook as well. Um, I know we got more fights coming up. We got Daniel Jacobs and Sergio Mora too. Mm. Uh, before we discuss that and you talk about Rocky Lockridge, just to give a little bit of tease of some of the more things we're going to do in the future next week and the weeks to come. Um, if you're local, you've heard about the Tacoma Boxing Club shutting down, so we're going to delve, dive deeper into this maybe speak with some of the people there um, just to get some feedback just so people can hear about how rough it is when you're doing, growing up in the fight game if this is the choice that you're going to do or if it's your only choice um, but that I digress we'll talk more about that later next week or maybe the week after and also it's a it's a special place in my heart because it's the first place I ever laced up gloves too so um, we're going to be interviewing a couple people from there real soon my coach and then uh I'm really, I'm really excited. They've been going through some stuff, which we'll discuss later. But uh, yeah, this is this is my home gym. Seven degrees of separation is something I truly believe, and I believe that if you share this with a friend or family member, they might tell another person, another friend or family. It's the best type of advertising out there is word of mouth, and that's how you get a deep following. And that's what we're looking for. We're becoming, we want to be that one spot. I'm already known as. You know, it's not hard, but I'm already known as one of the guys. Hey, when they need to know about some boxing. You know, they, they come to me first usually, and that's good because they know how it is around here and who you ask about that. You know, one of the things what you just said also I liked uh, when you talked about that uh, Tacoma, uh, first place you laced up. I was on the internet not too long ago kind of looking at uh, one of the places I used to train martial arts, and then it was sad to see that uh, they're no longer in business, I assume, because there's no nothing of their shops or business. But I, on Amazon.com, I found training videos that they used to sell when I was training. And I was like, oh, they're still out there doing something. Yeah. Somebody's still getting some money from there. And uh, I, I was trying to look at my instructor mainly, see how it is. But it, it's kind of sad that it's out, it's out there because the, when you hear about those things, it's got to be rough because it's not going to be the same as before. And there's and this was a good place for a lot of the, you know, all the kids from the neighborhood to stay out of trouble. Boredom was the worst enemy out there, you know. They, they can only do so much. Yeah, There's only so much you remember, Illuminati on YouTube that you can hey, watch. Hey, remember when Ray Lewis from the Ravens was like, if you take football away, the crime's going to go up? And there's some truth to that. Like, man, that, you know, yeah. this is, uh, I, there, I don't know how many fighters I've met where they're just like, they'll be young too. They'll be like, yo, this is my ticket out, man. And yep. it's just like, boxing always gives everybody a chance. Ricky! Yeah, so. Yep, it's like Ricky from Boys in the Hood. Now, here we go. Daniel Jacobs, Sergio Mora. Are you familiar with Sergio Mora at all? Uh, the guy who won Contender. Yes. And I think I've seen a fight or two of his, but uh, you know more He's about a good him tested, than He's a good-tested vet, man. He's got a great story. He won the Contender. A lot of title contention. Uh, his first fight with Daniel Jacobs was a really, really good fight. Great entertainment until they got tangled up and he twisted his knee. Now, this was pre-Kid Chocolate, the Daniel Jacobs he fought. Yeah. And... Daniel Jacobs got rocked in the first round and dropped. Got up, wanted to brawl, didn't look too great on his legs. The round ended, came back second round, knocked Mora down. 
He came back up, and then the third round was real close, and the fourth is when they got tangled up. And uh, they've been talking a lot of smack to each other since then. So uh, this could be a good, exciting fight where another one where, you know what, we got skill, game plan, and we got a phone booth. How do you want to do this? I like the phone booth a lot because, uh, you know, I like, I'm a gladiator. I want to see some gladiator stuff. If it was up to me still, we'd be doing thumbs up and thumbs down. But our show would get shorter every week, unfortunately. We'd be down to like 10 minutes because of the list of fighters available. That's why I don't run well, it. Well, uh, Sergio Moore is coming off of L. Yeah. To Dan and Jacobs, I think, right? That was his last fight? Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. It was uh, Abraham, Abraham Han. Never heard of him. I didn't even know he took this fight. Yeah, so it was. Uh, what was it? Was it the decision? Just went to go the distance. No, it was Daniel Jacobs. No, you got okay. it. Okay, you got it right. I was gonna say, I'm like they put up his sparring records in there. They're trying to they're trying to pad it like Creed. Yep. No, I, I don't. I honestly don't think. I think uh, Daniel Jacobs is a smarter fighter, and uh, he's gonna come out, especially fighting somebody like Kid Shakta, and they're rocking him because Sergio Moore only has nine KOs out of his 20, 28 victories. So, or, is, or does he come he's... in overconfident? Get caught. He got caught in the first round of the last fight. Nah, I, I think he's gonna punish him, man, just because he's gonna prove like uh, you know you come back and you're just like, all right, that's a fluke, that's a fluke. So you, you gotta come end back it quick. And, yeah, you want to end it within one. Possibly first three. Um, well, you don't want to go wanna, past four. Or five, you don't want you. Well, you also don't want to go in there too overconfident, man. Just pick your. Pick I your think spots. he definitely wants to win convincingly, but not too convincingly because he's in the 160 pound division with a WBA strap. Yeah. Now the only other belt, there's two belts that Triple G does not have. I believe it's what the WBA and WBO belts. And that's it, because he has IBF, IBO, WBC. So he's at WBA, WBC, and the IBF. That's right. So what belt is? Oh, Daniel Jacobs has the interim WBA. So Billy Joe Saunders has a WBO. Yes, I knew that. And then Daniel Jacobs is just the interim title for WBA, so yeah. he doesn't have the whole title. So if Daniel Jacobs want to say he's a real title holder, he needs to fight Triple G. Period. That's what it is, because. With this past Guerrero fight, he when the, he even tried to say he's a four-time division title holder because of two interim titles. It doesn't work that way, brother. At all. It doesn't work that way at all. Now, you could say your interim title. You get the belt. You can put it on the mantle. You were there. I won't call you world champion. You won't show up in the history books as a world champion. That's just how it is. So, he said it before that it's, it's going to happen. Whenever I think of whenever I hear the word interim, especially like a, when it comes to basketball or something like that, it's just like you're a placeholder. Yep. That's all you are is you're a placeholder until the real person, the real new coach, the real champ comes by and takes what's theirs. So, and you're gonna have you're gonna have to do something to prove that that belt deserves yours. And are you ready to do that right now? Exactly. And if we want to find out if he's a real champ. That he needs to get ready to fight, call out Triple G, or if you win this fight, because if you win this fight, you want to go after Billy Joe before Triple G takes that belt. Because that's what's going to happen. Because Triple G already knows he's going to go after Billy Joe Saunders next, because he has the actual title. Now, Daniel Jacobs, if you want to put off meeting Triple G, what you need to do is go after Billy Joe Saunders because that'll put a fight, any possible fight with you would, would be put off until the following fall, which is projected for Canelo Triple G. So you might even get a whole other two years for facing this man and a shop-worn man. That's all I'm saying. If I was Al Heyman, give me a call if hey. you want to sign me. I obviously know what I'm talking about. Hey. I'll keep an entourage like You know what? That's 20. too much. Look, I'm a. Uh, that's too much thinking for me. That's too, that's too much planning. That's too much. Uh, it's too much Godfather pulling the strings, man. If this happens, if this happens, wasn't there? Especially when you got a division that's stacked like that, and you got you got champions. And we always talk about you know there should be more unification bouts. Why isn't there a Super Six tournament in every weight class? Uh, money, of course. 
But that's what made that one so beautiful when it happened with the middleweights because these were the guys off the top of the prime. Mm -hmm. And the welterweight division deserves one yeah. by far. Yeah. You can make an argument for even junior for the junior middleweights, the 154. Uh-huh. The featherweights we're talking about. They were talking about doing it for sure, but not enough knockouts in that one. It'd be super exciting, but that's before the D-boxing fans. The 147 pound, you could sell that to anybody. That would be beautiful. You could sell that to anybody at all. That's something to consider. I know De La Hoya tried to pursue it, um, but I think Money Wizards would shut it down. You know, if these fighters can't be vocal to start calling cats out, that would be the best and next solution. It just it get, it alleviates all the the bull that's in the way of boxing. I understand it's about the money. I understand it's about preserving that uh, O, but somebody's O gotta go. That's and, right. And um, but that that's how you alleviate and just make sure everybody fights each other right away. That's right. And we are here to discuss the sweet science. You can hit us up at Talking Smack One Hundred One at Twitter.com, Talking Squared Circle at Gmail. I hope this was your power hour. Some good sixty minutes of hardcore fun. And this is how we're gonna end it. We uh, thank you for listening. You guys have been beautiful. You guys have been lovely. I appreciate doing this. We do this for y'all. I appreciate you, sir. Uh, I appreciate you more, man. All right, we'll, we'll talk to y'all next week. All right. It's a big week coming up. Y'all be easy. Yo, up in the MGM, coked up, sight. Six niggas walked in, flashing they just peace. All right, one jaw skin nigga, 56 inch boat. Wrapped around twice, smashed the Gilligan boat. What I used to do, sign like ordered hot coffee with a Danish. Relax, whisper they rap entertainers. Had Lizzie on, two Japanese birds with first look. Good kid, laid back, handling the dirt. It's like round three. We too black for BT. You memorize the one to 40? I'm at the 19th degree. If a civilized person doesn't perform, his duty what shall be done. Pardon me, God. That nigga got a gun folk, not a sweatpants. Check out his stance. See the side of his grill? Look like my cousin Lance, left hand, rocky chest rock. Yo, I think I did his cross. He wanted crushed bone leather with the strings off. Now I remember. He from Bear Mountain. Him and Mitch Green shot the fear one. Near the water fountain. Seven pounds, seven ass green from his right ear. Yo, keep your eye on that same nigga from right here. Popcorn spilling all on Liz Claiborne ghost. Had the fly Gucci match with no socks on. Seen Deion Sanders in the back with the fat fur on. Working them hoes with the fly wool shirts on. Mixed drink sessions. Done. Pour me some more. Chef, let it down. Blinking at Sean T. Moore. Ten brown chef as ten of them. Sweepy, get your shit off. It's like blacks against the Germans. Getting hit off. Smoothing them, walked in. Brownsville representing. They sent the bottle off for autograph lessons. Chef, pull out the noodle twister jack. Cage noodles. Yo, what about the road one? Matter of fact, twist two of those. Yo, they wind up stopping the fight. Still took a point away from Chef. We met scheduled on October 9th. We met scheduled on October 9th. Thank you.